What's up, stalemates? What's going on? Welcome back to another episode. It's only right that we break in the van, the Kev van dresser, people are saying, with Coach Dresser here. How's it going, brother? Good. This is this is different. Yeah. Have you ever done one in a van like this? I've done a lot of interviews, but never in a van. Yeah. How, is, it, is it is it is everything make you uncomfortable, like the, the carpet and the lights and stuff, well, or are you I'm good? I'm probably old enough to remember the, the old shag vans, but this is definitely classic shag right here and the heat really works well too yeah all right so uh, we're outside Hilton which I don't know if you can see it from where we're at but on the way up here I was worried the whole time that this van wouldn't wasn't gonna make it because I've literally drove this van I think from okay so from Pleasant Hill to here it's about 30 40 minutes so I've drove this van about 30 40 minutes we got gas right as we got into town the first exit after we got gas we started driving down here it wouldn't go above 25 miles per hour no so I don't know if you know anything about vehicles but we're gonna need a ride home maybe it'd be a slow trip back to Pleasant Hill right yeah yeah but we made it here we rolled it in I actually almost pulled over before we got here and I was like I was like should we like try it and he's like no just get it in the parking lot and that's all we need so now we're here I know people that have uh, wreckers, so we can get you out of here. Okay, you got the hookup. Yep. I like it. I like it. So yep. you're coming off of a uh, big day yesterday. You guys had uh, the finals of WrestleOffs. I'm kind of familiar with the WrestleOffs at Iowa State. It used to be over at the uh, the lead, right? Yeah, we've done them at lead. And then um, it's always usually like one day, right? And then to this time it was last week and this week. Was there a reason why you wanted to do that? Well, we have a big roster, and so I just wanted to give everybody a shot. Um, to um, you know, to compete and show their stuff a little bit, and then obviously being in a crazy year like we're in, um, just getting guys matches. So you know, everything's a little you know, try to make everything a little bit more real since we obviously missed November and December. So we'll probably even you know, we've got some more eliminations to do, um, and it'll be a very fluid situation. And so we'll probably, I think we're going to do some matches even possibly on the 31st, uh, December 31st, New Year's Eve day. Uh, we'll try to do something uh, as well. So, yeah, we're just kind of trying to get to see who the guy is for the first weekend. And, you know, the cool thing about this year for us, um, and this is maybe tipping off fans a little bit for what college wrestling might look like this year, is that I know here we're doing a lot of A, B team matches. So, you know, we're going to wrestle Wartburg on January 3rd, and it's going to be our number ones against their number ones, and then we're going to follow it up with our number twos against their number twos. So it's going to kind of be like the good old high school days where you have a JV match and a and a varsity match and then we're even going to do i think five exhibition matches after that and so that's going to kind of be the tone as we go and uh, you know we're going to do the same thing we wrestle oklahoma state oklahoma uh very very similar uh kind of setup all year Wartburg, they were on the first original schedule because i know like back in a, in like april or something like that not too long after um that nationals got canceled you did release somewhat of a schedule there wasn't dates or anything but there were teams Wartburg was originally on the first one correct yes we've we've been you know even before all this started we we had Wartburg on the schedule and so we're excited to you know obviously they've done a great job in Iowa and I think it's cool to to showcase different levels and so is there any uh, is there any worry like me being a Cyclone fan I remember when Grandview came to town and almost beat the Cyclones uh, a few years ago is there any worry about that well, hey, anytime you step out there and compete, there's always a worry. Worry, worry. but uh, no, you know, it's just so early and seeing how, like, uh, you know, obviously we got we got down in a lot of places to our number one guy for this first uh, uh, match against Wartburg, and you know, I told our guys many times that just because you're the number one or the number two guy, you know, the first weekend doesn't mean that's going to be the, the way it is as we go into the Big Twelve tournament. So. 
you know, really, I think a lot of coaches, we all like to win, but I don't know if the mentality right away, we're just glad to be competing. And sure, uh, you know, we want to beat everybody we, we, we compete against every weekend, but ultimately we want to find the 10 best guys that can help us uh, you know, go get a trophy this year. That's that's the goal. You don't want to get a raging Cajun like the football team, like the first week of the year. I think they might have overlooked the raging Cajuns, yeah. right? We're not going to overlook Wartburg. No, they're they're uh, they've always had a good program, and you know, we know they'll come out and compete. And you know, they come into a place like Hilton, and they've got everything to gain and nothing to lose. And right. so our guys need to recognize that. But I think it, your job as a coach is to put your guys in tough situations, and so that's a little bit of a tough situation in that. You know, you got to protect your turf a little bit. Yeah, and then uh, another thing, before the season started, I was really excited, too, and I was going to hopefully try to get a ticket to the Humboldt Duel. Is that uh, something that's... That's probably put in the back burner right. for a year, but we were excited to do something up there. Coach, Coach Ursuline's a humble guy. I'm a humble guy. We really had a good event set up there, I think, right after Christmas or right before... I think it was right before Christmas. It was like the 23rd, like would have been yesterday or today, um, and we weren't able to do it. Um, I think it was yesterday it would have been. Um, but... Um, you know, I think we're going to try to do it again. If everything goes well, uh, we'll try to do it next year about this time. Was that your idea? Because you guys are both from Humboldt, right? Yeah, I think I think I got to give the credit to Coach Ursland. I think he approached me about that, and I think maybe you know maybe the high school coach, Coach Beeman, might have approached him about it. But um, yeah, when he when he said something to me about it, I said, yeah, anytime we can wrestle a quality program. I mean, it would have been two top ten teams against each other this year. That would have been cool. Yeah, absolutely. That. that the sucks that the Big Ten is uh, treating it how they are. Was there um, has has it been known that they're not gonna wrestle? Like we haven't even seen any big. Has there is there one Big Ten schedule that's even out yet? Are they wrestling? Do you have any sort of like insight? Yeah, to that? I, I don't know. You know, what? I haven't seen one published Big Ten schedule, but I know the rules and the parameters they have to follow this year are they can't compete outside of the Big Ten, so it's just going to be a Big Ten schedule only. And obviously, they have a great conference, so they'll they'll get. They'll get plenty of reps in before it counts, but um, yeah. So that that kind of all went away what two months ago when we were we were obviously negotiating with Iowa and some other people to possibly go. And I know a lot of Big 12 schools had uh, Big 10 schools already in the schedule, so we had to reshuffle the deck. You uh, mentioned Iowa there briefly. We got to bring them up, right? Um, when you decided to come to Iowa State, was there any sort of like did you even think about throwing in a coach that wasn't a former Hawkeye? Were you like? Just that's just how the cookie crumbled. You know, it really was how the cookie crumbled. I had obviously great experience with Coach St. John. Um, you know, Metcalf kind of came uh, out of nowhere. Um, it was just a weird conversation between some common friends and how that that got going. But no, it wasn't a situation. You know, I think you just have to hire the best people. Yeah. Um, Somebody online, I think it was on Cyclone Fanatic or one of the forums, they said that bringing in Metcalf, it's like when you get beat up by the bully for like your whole life, and then that bully marries your sister, and you just got to like the guy. Yeah, you got to deal with him at Thanksgiving and Christmas. And so, yeah. Yeah, Metcalf's been great for us, though. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm a big fan now. I'm a Metcalf fan now. Right, right. It it is what it is. Um, But. I want to talk about the the duel in 2018. Iowa State loses by one point. Yeah. I was there. I was excited the whole time. I was up in the I was in the top. Cyclone all you know. Cyclone sure everything. And I'm like you know we start off the duel hot right away. And uh, all the Hawkeye fans are kind of sitting around looking at me because I'm standing up cheering. I'm probably right. the only guy in the whole yeah. section you know cheering. And uh, they're kind of looking at me and they're like ah, just wait, just wait, wait, wait. And then all of a sudden you know it's still close all the way up until the end. But at 157. You had David Carr out there warming up. 
was there any chance that you were going to throw him out there or was that kind of like uh was that some like some checkers or chess going on no it was really we had no intention of pulling his red shirt at that point it was more about having him do the weigh-in process and experience in carver hawkeye because we knew that it was just going to be a matter of time or years where he was going to be back in a place like that or in carver hawkeye to wrestle and so you got to feel that place because you know you put a singlet on and walk into that building uh you you got to know what you're in for and so that was just maybe a little bit of a hey here's what it's going to feel like uh you know get, get some of the nerves out of there and and How do you wrestle, though? I think I feel confident that he would have won and that we would have won the duel. Was there any, like in hindsight, like that would have been worth it? Or you're like, no, nah, I like how it's playing out. No, yeah, I mean, I think obviously you got to do what's best for the kid. You know, we all like to win, and especially when you're talking about rivalries and yeah. an Iowa State oh, yeah. rivalry, everybody. But, yeah, it's funny you say that because I had a lot of uh, emails when I got back home, like, why do you pull a shirt, you know? Why didn't you wrestle him? So I get it. I mean, that, that's there that's, was zero percent chance that you're like I'm sending nope. this guy. No, nope. it was it was there was a zero percent chance we were sending him out there. Dang. Even though it was tempting. That so. was that was a huge question of mine because I well, I was sitting up there. I'm like, he's going. I think he's going. He's warming up. He's going. Yeah, but anyways, I th- I felt like after we left that duel, I know you're not you're not gonna like this as a coach, but I felt like we won the duel walking out of there. Yeah, it was a good, I mean, it was a great college duel to uh, watch. Um, you know, I felt good about the way we performed, but dang, I hate to lose. And it doesn't matter, you know, what, what building you're in. I'm sure it's always a little sweeter to beat your rival, but dang, we were right there. I, I probably still wake up on that one a little bit thinking there were so many chances and so many ifs and buts. And, yeah. You know, but we all have we're those. Every year we got a couple of those. Yeah, this year I have, you know, top 10 team. I think, I think most, at least all, I think all the rankings were in top 10 this year, right? Uh, let's talk about the lineup a little bit. At the WrestleOffs, you had some pretty impressive freshmen out there. Uh, 133, I know Gomez is kind of not really in the picture right now. I don't know what's going on, but um, Zach Redding, true freshman, went out there and got the spot. That's cool to see. Um, Cam Robinson as well. Super excited about that one. But at 197, a lot of people want to know what's going on with Younger Bastida. Is that how we say his name? Yep. Cycle Nation has to get to know this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's exciting to see the upside of a guy like Younger. Uh, I mean, and really, in gosh, in NCA terms, Cam Robinson, um, Zach Redding, uh, Younger. I mean, all these guys in NCAA terms are really like seniors in high school because this year doesn't count, and they all have five years left. And so, to think that these guys are already competing at a college level, um, you know, those three guys, their upsides are so. Um, so high. I mean, you got Cam Robinson and um, and Redding that are just kind of babies that don't have any hair in their face. Then you got a guy that's really well, mature. Hold on a second. <laughs> hey, relax. They got a guy. <laughs> then you got a guy that's super mature, like uh, younger. But obviously, literally, thirty-five days ago was the first he learned the he learned the folk style rules thirty-five wow. days ago and never ever had wrestled. This is his second folk style match, and both of them were wrestle offs. So. He's got a big upside um, there as well, so it's going to be exciting to see him. And you know, we got some we got some competition right now, and that's really what we needed to get to. We got we got some competition. We got some young guys. We got some old guys that stepped up, and the room's just much different than it's ever been. It's like when you first got here, I felt like there was a lot of turnover and um, guys that left that were with the program for a few years. You know that you see that a lot when coaches change. Do you feel like you got your group now? Like these are your guys. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and you know the group that we had, the group that we had, or you, when you when you bring in a new coaching staff, you inherit a team, 
weren't bad guys. They just weren't our guys. I mean, they weren't bad guys at all. And, you know, it's got to be a fit. You know, and we have very few of those guys around. I think Ian Parker and Cole Bray and Gremmel might be the only guys that were around uh, that are still around. I might be missing one or two. But um, so, yeah, I feel like we obviously I think definitely we kind of got our team. And, you know, this was a really good recruiting class that we're getting to see. There's some other guys in that class that are really good. The Terrakina kid from Hawaii is going to be really good. You know, I hate to start naming names because I'll forget somebody. But I'm, I'm just super. Uh, we're super pumped about the depth we've got right now, and and the guys are going to have to fight their tail off to make the lineup right now. And it's so it's going to be a very fluid and um, fluid environment for a while until we decide who the guy is in February. We I want to keep them competing. Uh, for the spots as long as we can. Are we going to see a lot of like flexibility? Because it's the whole eligibility thing this year. It's like a free year. Some people are saying. Are we going to see, you know, you kind of taking risks, maybe throwing a guy out there against, you know, somebody that's a lot, you know, ranked higher than them and stuff like that to try to see, kind of test that water a little bit. I think we're going to play. Yeah, I think we're going to play this year with the lineups a little bit. I think everybody's going to play. So. Um, you know, we'll see. I'm a lot about how they perform in practice. I'm a lot about. Uh, how uh, how they maintain their weight through the week, and you know the guys that that, that that have attention to details usually get their hand raised a lot, and so we gotta we gotta do that stuff well. I want to pick your brain a little bit on the outside of cyclone wrestling world. So just the wrestling landscape in general, we're seeing a lot of these RTC cards, the rock fence stuff, the independent stuff with that tracks doing. Is that anything that cyclone uh, RTC is kind of planning or some secrets or anything like that? I think, first of all, let me say this. I think you owe me an exclusive because Metcalf leaked a monkey out of a bottle. I do a radio show on a ESPN 1350 wrestling show, and uh, I specifically told my co-host Scott, I said, "Do not bring up this dresser interview because oh, yeah. because I don't want it. I don't want it out." Metcalf gets on. Scott kind of brought it up a little bit, and boom, it gets out. So I think you know you guys. Did leaked. it actually get out? Well, it was on air. Oh really? But uh, you know you you, leak, you guys got, leak something. I, I get to leak something. I don't think Metcalf. Uh, knows he, he leaked he just he, I don't think he knew he leaked so <laughs> yeah. you can't trust him okay uh, well I try to get an exclusive no but. exclusive no so I think you know the one thing that made our when I say our the big 12 schools um, situation a little different was is the big 12 you know all these conferences have chosen to handle things differently in COVID the big 12 decided four months ago that they weren't going to let any uh, in like in the sport of wrestling our guys couldn't participate in any of those events yeah um, and so it was just a Big 12 rule. I mean, the Big 12 rules were a little bit different this summer for training. Like we couldn't, you know, the Big 10 and like, you know, other 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 conferences where guys were getting together training. We couldn't even train uh, our team all summer long. We had to be out of our facility. Our facilities at the Big 12 were, were locked up all right. summer. And so that was just a difference. And so we're not, you know, I think the Rockfin thing and all that stuff that's going on is great. We'll probably look at it, you know, maybe in the postseason just to kind of see how it evolves. But, dang, you, like we couldn't do it as much as we wanted to. We Can couldn't do it. Can you do like a folk-style one at all, or does it have to be – because there's like this thing going around, like it has to be freestyle rules because RTCs are for Olympic sports and folk-style is not an Olympic, uh, you know, form of wrestling. Can you do folk-style right ones? Right now it's no? my understanding that you can't do folk-style. But really, we, you know, I haven't really done a deep dive into it just because we couldn't do it. So I'm like, why, why like, do I need to yeah. spend a lot of time at this? Because the answer is no. Do you think it's um, like a rich get richer thing? Like how is like a smaller school, Division One smaller school, supposed to compete with like, you know, Kale and, and the Nitty Line Wrestling Club and what they're doing? 
Well, obviously, a lot of these RTCs are using those events as fundraisers because they are generating funds the way that they're, you know, the way Rockfin's put together and even Flo's paying RTCs to use their athletes. Um, it's a way to raise money. So I think if you got guys that are that caliber where Flo's calling, I mean, Flo calls me up all the time wanting to use our RTC guys for this event, for that event. Joe Cologne's getting ready to do something. And, you know, before Kyvin was hurt, he did a couple events. And so we've got... Um, you know, those people are obviously looking for content, looking to make money, and they're using RTC athletes. It'll be interesting to see how this NCA image likeness stuff goes, and how this could evolve uh, guys at the high at the college level right now. So, if they want to use five blue chip guys that still have eligibility left, how are they going to monetize it? I think right. it's probably going to get to the point where you can actually start and write writing checks to the to the guys. You right. Know? Do you uh, do you like the what the direction that's going? You know, I probably don't know enough about it. Um, I just know that it's going to be make the athletic business tough, and the ads are really going to have a hard time navigating this. I think so. I mean, because basically, it boils down to this: is you know, Joe's car dealership down the road here. Instead of writing a check to Iowa State, they can write a check to David Carr and put David Carr in their commercial. If that's the direction that we're going, um, then it makes raising money for those institutions even harder. Um, so I don't know. I think. I, I hope they slow down and, and think of things like that before they ramrod this thing through. It seems like recently in the past, um, in the past like few months, the Cyclone RTC, there's a lot of new faces around the room. You got uh, the Canadian, what's his name? Jasmine. Jasmine, and then... Um, we got Turtok, who's uh, you know from Mongolia, but wrestled in the states and in college at the Citadel. Was a couple time All American at the Citadel. We've got Kyvin, we've got Joe in there right now. Yeah. So yeah, we're getting a Joe was a big one. How did that uh, come about? Well, timing's everything, you know. And and um, you know, gosh, you know, I love Troy Steiner and I love everything that's going on. You know, I think they were doing an awesome job at Fresno, and then they get the plug pulled on them, and Joe's looking for home, you know, and. He's, he's not making any money, and so we were able to get some you know good donors on board that kind of were just huge Joe Cologne fans, and uh, he's been training with us for a month now, and, man, he's awesome. You know, it's great to have those postgraduate guys touch your guys, and mm-hmm. it's been a really good thing. Yeah, they um, are they allowed to kind of – are they allowed to wrestle with the Division yeah, I guys allowed and stuff to, like that? Yeah, they're allowed to train with you, right? Cool. Do you think day. it's really helped, like, uh, you know, Joe, Joe Cologne being able to roll around with Mackle or um, Gomez and stuff like that? Jeez, that's the, that's, you know, that's, the, that's the secret sauce right there. I mean, you look at all the great programs. Um, shoot, I was at Iowa back in the day, and in our room of, of just the Hawkeye Club guys, you know, you started competing with those uh, – day in and day out, shoulder to shoulder. Jeez, when you get out there, you know, at the NCAA tournament, it seems like a day off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what we've got to create. So our room's super tough right now uh, compared to where it was, and, and that's ultimately what's going to make us great is we got to have a super tough room. You know, even just bringing in some of the guys we signed this year. You know, like Jared Dagan said something to me, I think, yesterday morning or maybe the day before, and he goes, wow, this is the first time, like, I've had a wrestle-off at yeah. Iowa State that i got to, like, i got to be on my game. Yeah, that match was, uh, was a close one. Did you yeah. see it kind of going that way? Oh, watching him in practice, you know, we knew right away. We knew right away. Cam Robinson, the first time he scrapped in Ames, we knew this kid was going to be pretty good. Where's he? Where's he out of again? He's a Council Rock North kid, which is in the, kind of in the. He doesn't like to say the Philly area, but it's the Philly area for me. He says he's not from Philly, but yeah, he's 45 minutes from Philly, so I'm going to round him off to Philly. Another guy I was going to ask you about is an incoming guy next year. So he just uh, came off a Super 32 match um, where he got DQ'd. Um, huh. 
Panero Johnson, but it, if you watch the match, it was, was a bad call. Terrible it? call. That's a terrible call. What yeah. uh, What do you think of this guy coming in? Super athletic. You know, comes from Erie, Pennsylvania. His high school coach uh, was was a Cedar Rapids Prairie guy back in the day, and was my roommate at Iowa way back in the day, and then ended up transferring to Edinburgh. So, Mike Hassey um, coaches. Erie Prep, and I think Erie Prep was second in big schools last year, and they've been in the hunt for a while. And so, obviously, Mike and I have remained friends, close friends over the years. And so, I've been watching his guys. So, we obviously had a little bit of inside info on Panero, but Panero's a super talent and looking forward to getting him to Ames. And, you know, Pennsylvania's just hoping they'll have a tournament this year. Yeah, yeah. Has it been, obviously, it's probably been a lot harder to recruit. Is there anything that you had to do differently that you? maybe didn't like doing but you had to do it anyways or what was it like recruiting in this like super long dead period that that happened yeah recruiting's been interesting i mean uh gosh we haven't recruited since early march uh haven't been on the road haven't done anything so we've been doing a lot of zoom zoom stuff um some kids have showed up on campus just driving around town by themselves and their parents so it's been really different i mean we've done really well i mean recruiting is a funny business uh uh, sometimes you work a long time at it and you don't see any results, and then all of a sudden you you get a little bit of a windfall, and we've kind of had a windfall lately. Yeah. And that's why I think our efforts of putting, you know, years and years in kind of paid off a little bit more this year. We've got, you know, a really good senior class. Obviously, we got a, cl- a good class that's freshman right now at Iowa State. And then, you know, we've got some big verbals already out of the junior class we can't talk about. But Go ahead. Yeah, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, we can't talk about it. <laughs> uh, what about transfers? Because... The NCAA said something not too long ago, like last week maybe, that they basically can be eligible immediately. Did I get that right? Did I read that right? Uh, yeah, you, you can. You know, kids are. You see a lot. You see a lot of kids going the transfer portal, and it's usually right after the season, like in March. And uh, you know, if, if you know, kids transfer at the end of the semester in May. You know, you'll see. I think you're going to see more kids jump around, even in wrestling. I mean, basketball is huge, and football it's huge. Wrestling it hasn't been so huge, but there's always a few. Yeah, I got a, actually have a recruiting story about you that I don't think you would know or remember, but you were down in Missouri recruiting. I don't remember. It was like a year or so ago, so I'm not letting the cat out of the bag on anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, my cousin helps out at a club down there, and he went to go take a picture with you, and he said he wanted to do a selfie, and you're like, no, let's just do a regular photo. I had the same story over there, Jack Trice, um Stadium. I'm in the crowd, and I'm sitting kind of close to the student section, but I'm one section over. And I think we happen to be sitting where a lot of recruits were, because I think I want to say David Carr maybe was a freshman or he was a recruit. And I'm wearing Iowa State sweatshirt. My mom, she's a super Iowa State fan. She's next to me. And I look at you and I do like one of these, you know, and then you look at me and you're like, you know, you recognize that you saw the sweatshirt and stuff like that. So, you you know, you said hi. And my mom, she didn't say your name or anything. She just was like trying to sneak a selfie and and you saw it. And then uh, like two minutes later, you actually jumped up, walked up in the crowd and you're like, no, let's take a real photo. So you're not a big selfie guy. Yeah. You know, I think I do remember that. I remember somebody wanted to do a selfie, so I said, let's go up in the crowd. Yeah. I just took a picture with her. Yeah. yeah well, the, That was your mom? That was my mom, oh, and I was, wow. I was right with her. And uh, and then, like, you know, a few months later, you go down to wherever, I don't want to say where you're going, but, uh, you know, my cousin had the same story, not into selfies. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't... Old school. Yeah, I'm old school, I guess, yeah, so... Heck, when you're out and about and, and on the road and stuff like that, the, you know, you appreciate the wrestling fans. They 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 like to uh, be involved and, yeah. and so that's that's fun part I of the job. I got my picture. That's all that matters. That's the selfies is just job, kind yeah. of the semantics of yeah. it. But all right, have you on here? I like to talk about some of the drama and stuff that goes on 
we started this podcast, this show, this YouTube show back in March. And part of, I mean, I've wanted to start it for a long time, but one of the first things that I really practiced, like a rant, I went on a rant. I was driving down the road. You got into some trouble. I'm a big Kevin Dresser fan. So I go on this rant defending you. The last chance open. So that whole thing kind of helped spark what was going on. What do you mean? That wasn't controversial. To me, it wasn't. (laughs) I don't think there's anything wrong with what you did or what happened or how it played out. When that happened, so first of all, okay, when that happened, you know, the whole thing, was it Marcus Coleman's bracket that really fell apart? That's what got everybody excited. Broderson got, yeah. and like that's he was what, sick or a wreck or something like that. Yeah. And then that was the one that was really, I think, screenshotted, put on Twitter. Yeah. Everybody was saying, you know, we're cheating. That's game my guy, Kerry Colot, went nuts and, and turned on me in social media. So I'm still hunting him down to this day. Yeah, I see. And you guys went back and forth a little bit uh, this summer. You did like a Q&A and you jumped in the chat a little bit. Yeah, yeah I got even with him a little bit. Uh, yeah. But, no. but when that happened, once that, once Coleman's bracket kind of fell apart, were you immediately like, oh, great, this is going to get put out online and everything or you didn't even think about it until you got online later that night and saw you know people were the, the whole story behind that was i'm i'm maybe not the smartest guy in the world but i'm not stupid either i was very calculated in that weekend and you know what people don't know behind the scene was is that you know the, we started the last chance open just to didn't give you our guys before too yeah, we, so this was the third last chance open and right. so we did the whole thing the reason we did the event was because it's always in late February, and if you know anything about, you know, we have a big room. We got 40 guys in the roster, so you got 10 guys that are starting, and basically in January and February, I don't think there was one open tournament. So I'm like, man, we got to keep these guys motivated and excited. We got to do a tournament. Being at Virginia Tech, there was a lot of opportunities for our athletes in uh, January and February, but nothing here. That's how I started the last chance open. And so, you know, what I ended up finding out was is that people, other coaches were bringing their athletes in, and basically working the system not i'm not throwing them under the bus they were smart in working the system and i mean weighing in guys not wrestling weighing in guys wrestling one match pulling them out and the reason they were doing it obviously was to get guys in the ncaa tournament so after the first year of the last chance open i got put on a committee at the nwca convention with the ncaa and so i just shared my results i said hey we had three schools last year that came in and did this i said so i think we need to change the system all right nothing and this is the NCAA, nothing. Right. Then the next year, nothing. So last year I said, well, you know what? They're gonna. That's if, if we're gonna do all this work and you're gonna put me on a committee, and we got people gaming the system, then you know what? I'm gonna game the system. Right. So you, you like for you, you weren't even thinking about it because it, it happened. You had even tried to bat a little a little bit. And for me as a fan, my whole rant was like, it's not cheating when you don't break the rules, right? That's it is what it is. Yeah, it's funny. So she, within two or three days after that this year, I got a phone call from our Big 12 commissioner, and he said, hey, I just got off a phone call with the NCA on this whole tournament this last weekend. And I said, yeah, what did you find out? And he said, well, let me ask you. I said, before you tell me, I said, did I, did I break any rules, Bob? And he said, you didn't break any rules. He said, but, man, they're changing all the rules next year. And I said, yeah. well, you know what? I was on a committee for two years. I tried to give you my input, and I told you it was happening. Nobody listened to me. I said, so... Uh, this is probably a, a backhanded way to get it done, but we're getting it done. Do you think? Do you see yourself as like a, you know, like a, I don't know what the word would be, but you you say you might you might have been the reason the rules change now. So 
the way that you did the it kind of compl- helped. The it. rules completely changed now. Now you don't get credit wrestling your own guys. Now you don't. You, you can't bring a guy in, weigh him in, and, and default him out of the tournament and send your guy to the nationals. I mean, we had two Big Ten schools that brought guys to the last chance open, and I'm not throwing them under the bus for it. I'm not going to mention their names just because I don't want to look like I'm throwing them under the bus. But they came and weighed their guys in and left, defaulted one match and left, and they got two spots for their conference that we didn't get, that we could, where right. somebody else could have got. So I just didn't think it was right, and that's what I reported in the summer when I was in the committee. I go, I just don't think this is the right message to send that we can have these people drive all the way from Big Ten schools to Ames, weigh in, we take their 40 bucks for entry fee, and now their kid gets to go to the Nationals. I mean, I, we saw it happen at a Big Ten school where they, yeah, I, we we're talking about the same thing. Yeah, do you think they're gonna call it like the Dressel rule now? I don't know what they'll call it, but I, I don't. You know, sometimes you don't sign up to make friends. You you, you just I'm that was my you. way. That was my way to, to make a point. And um, obviously, the whole 184 pound bracket just blew up because I always said my backups beat. I think Minnesota and South Dakota State had some backups in there, and I really never thought that my guys would keep winning and get to the point we did. But all of that stuff right there really kind of got out of control. But hey, there was no rules broken. You know what? My job at the end of the day, just like the rest of those coaches, is to get – I got hired to, to, to perform at the NCAA tournament. The only way you can perform is you got to get your athletes to the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing something there, even as much as we, people might not like it, and if it's within the rule, then you're not doing anything wrong. If they don't like it and it is the rule, then the rule needs to change. Yeah, and haters, that's what I think. Haters are always going to be there. Oh, haters hate. Yeah. Haters hate. I'll, I'm gonna end it on this. I did. I did get you a gift. I did an interview with Tom Brands. I gave him a shirt. Uh, I got a shirt cool, for you. All right. Cool. Yeah. This is. Uh, you can't go and tell Pollard or whoever because it's not officially licensed. But it, it might not be Iowa State affiliated. Okay. So hold on a second. I don't even know how that licensing works. This is uh, last chance open tournament champion. <laughs> all right. All right. That is Are awesome. That, that is awesome. All that right. is so good. Yeah. Now's a good time to plug it. You can actually buy that at yeah. stalemates.bigcartel.com. If you want to rep it, we won the tournament. We're going to own it. It is what it is, right? We had a lot of champs. We had a lot, lot of, of champs. Cha- a lot of champs. And, you know, we did it at Gilbert High School. That's where my kids went to high school and everything. So now we just have to decide. That was kind of that was the question. Was uh, That's the funny part of the Colot thing. He was out traveling around and they wanted a question. So I... I tweeted out to him, hey, what's the chances of you guys coming to the last chance open this year? <laughs> yeah, that's what it that's was. What it was. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That thing did that. Yeah. That I, You know, we tweeted about that a little bit. It got a lot of love because, you know, that's what, it, at the end of the day, it's all fun and games, hey, right? Yeah, you know, and I told Kerry he could be on the um, seating committee this year. So we'll make sure the seating committee isn't just one guy. Everybody which it was will be last happy year. now. We'll get a wide seating committee yeah. so it'll be seated properly. Yeah, well, Coach, thanks for coming yeah, on. Thank you. What a cool thing. You know, when I saw your van, I'm like, man. I can't say no to the. I haven't done an interview since COVID. This is the first interview I've done since I, COVID. I so. feel honored. I yep. feel honored. You uh, you said if I buy the van that you'll do the interview. So I'll, immediately the next day, I was like, I bought it and I sent you a DM. I was like, done. Dang! I, I said when you did that, when you sent me the pictures, when you had it was when you already purchased. Like, man, there must be good bit, bit money in this. No, business. no, no, no. Now I gotta spend a bunch of money probably on a transmission or something like yeah. that. Uh, I don't know anything about cars, but. Thank you guys for watching. Don't forget to subscribe, comment, like. Check out Iowa State Wrestling this year. I'm excited. I'm going to be virtually there in the crowd every game. Hopefully, I don't know if you guys are matchy. Hopefully, you guys have some sort of cardboard cutout or something like that. Yeah. I could I could send it to you. You could put it up there. Um, but thanks for coming on. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. Thanks for watching. Thanks. Yeah, you, do, you guys are doing a great job. It's cool to see somebody, like, kind of go from – 
Uh, it's kind of in wrestling. I say I like to see guys go from zero to hero, and you guys are making a difference right now. That's cool. Yeah, and I'm gonna say too. I think you were, you might have been the first uh, Division One coach to follow us. Maybe you 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 stay you keep your ear to the streets a little bit. Yeah, that's how you recruit. Yeah. So, thanks, coach. All right, man. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>